Denny's is gutter sauce, and so is Waffle House. Waffle House is where you go to make the last mistake of your evening. Waffle House is terrible. I've been there many times. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, terrible, terrible. Awful food. They've, they've taken my money. Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leela McRae. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Yak Sports Podcast. I'm Joe Deck. Leland McRae is with me, and we're going to start off with our interview right here at the top with Patrick Height from the Stanton Newsleader joining us. And Patrick, you were down in Salem this weekend, and you got to watch some state tra- champions be crowned in wrestling. First of all, I get to be at the top. I think that's a first. So, yeah. So I, thanks. Um, yeah, <laughs> we had, that makes me happy. Um, no, we had three state champions. It was a great weekend of, of wrestling. Uh, we had uh, two from, from Riverheads, uh, uh, Jude Robson, uh, Robson is very, he, he expected to win a state championship this year. He's a sophomore. He had lost in the state finals last year. Um, in fact, to the same kid that he beat this year. Uh, but he came in determined he was going to win a state title this year and, um, at 113 pounds. And he did just that. He, he only lost once all season, um, strong performance from start to finish. So he, he was a state champion. Lane cash is a senior. It's always great to see a senior win a state championship when it's their first one. He had tried, he had come up short three other years. And this year he finally gets that state championship. Uh, so it was great to see that. And the same thing over at Buffalo gap with Seth Fitzgerald, he had come up short in the past. And as a senior, he finally wins a state championship. Uh, so, so that's that's always fun to see those guys who try and try and work and come so close and can't do it, and then their senior year they finally win a state championship. I think it means a lot more to them. So, congratulations to all three and the Riverheads team finished third overall, uh, and they are in it. That's a brutal uh, class one is brutal when it comes to wrestling because they have Grundy in there who's always a wrestling power. Uh, they thought they would have a chance at. Grundy this year, um, but and, and and I think maybe next year they might because Riverheads is a young team for the most part. They've got a lot of real uh, talent coming back, so they should be pretty good next year. And I think they've learned a lot this year uh, that that those young guys learned a lot being at state. That's going to help them next year. So we'll watch them. But they finished third as a team, which was a great accomplishment. So uh, so good year for Riverheads wrestling and a great uh, job by Seth Fitzgerald out at Buffalo Gap. Just staying back at Riverheads for a second, you know, you talk about them being a young team. They have two state champions coming back. Uh, It's Jude Robeson coming back. Uh, He'll be a junior next year coming off a state championship. And then they'll have uh, Camden Cook Cash, Triple C, as he's called out on Twitter. Uh, He won last year as a sophomore, finished third this year as a junior, and he'll be looking to get back up on top of the podium. Uh, next year. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's an incredible lineup for a team that just finished third in the state, had multiple state champions uh, to bring, bring back that much experience, that many team leaders, really. Um, you know, talk about some of those younger guys, talk about that team and, and what they're going to be able to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. And I, I think just getting that experience this year um, and knowing what they kind of need to do to, because if you, if you look, you know, they, they got through their Super Regional fairly easy. The Riverheads was the favorite going into the Super Regional, and they, they won that fairly easily at home. But it was the other side, the other teams coming in, Grundy, Rural Retreat, yeah. um, and Grayson County, that are all – those three are really all powers. Um, and, and all and, – and so 
they knew I, you know, I talked to Scott Swatch last week after the regionals and he said, I think we have a chance. He said, it's going to be really tight. Those four teams are, are going to be really close and, and a lot's going to, going to go into that. So I, I, after this, um, after this year, after they finished third, I asked him about it. And, and Scott is optimistic about next year. He said, you know, with these young guys, with the experience they got this year, knowing what we have coming into next season, he's optimistic that as a team, they can do really well and that hopefully they can put up some, some other state champions and, and Jude, especially, I mean, winning as a sophomore and as, as good as he is, he wrestles in, in the off season, he goes to some elite tournaments you know, he's a guy that could, and we, we all know um, with Camden Cook Cash, you know how that, you just never know if you're going to come up short the next year. But but you look at Jude and you say, well, he could he could win it the next couple of years as well. So I, I, awesome. I think big things are ahead for, for this Riverhood wrestling team. And I'm excited to see what happens next year. And then talking over at Buffalo Gap, you did mention Seth Fitzgerald winning the state championship. Talk about him. Uh, you know, his season and, you know, he was the leader of the football team uh, now on the wrestling, obviously their only state champion from the bison there. I mean, what a year he's having as a senior. <laughs> he's such a great kid too. If you've ever had a chance to talk to him. So, so nice. And, and he's, it, 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 you're happy to see this kind of stuff happen for him. Now he's going to go on and play football. He's uh, going to play at Frostburg state. Um, he's got uh, a scholarship, a partial scholarship to play there so football is his future but after football season he wanted to win a state championship in wrestling and that's kind of what he focused on this year and so it was good to see him accomplish that now he's going to play baseball this spring uh, as well so he's got one more sport left uh at in high school but uh, but football is his future and so we'll see how he uh how he plays um next year he's going to be uh he said they're talking about probably making him an h-back up at, uh, at Frostburg State. So he'd prefer to play defense if he could, but he said right now they kind of want him to play offense. So we'll, we'll see where he ends up when he gets into college. But it, it was great to see him go out uh, his senior year as a, uh, as a wrestler to, to win that state championship. And he was, and the thing was, it was, a, it was a great match. He was down a point, 4-3, in the final seconds of that third period, and he needed um, an escape. He got an escape. They, they gave it to him at the last second, and he tied it up and went into overtime, um, and then he was able to win it in overtime. So not only did he win a state championship, but he did it in pretty uh, dramatic fashion as well. All right, Patrick. Well, how was the time down in Salem? I, you know, I saw tweets. You were saying how, how great the, the time was down in Salem covering the wrestling. I, I loved being around. I mean, <laughs> if, if first, I mean, high school wrestling is, is fun, right? I mean, it's just yeah. it's so much excitement. The fans are just into it more than any other sport. I, I think more than any other sport, the fans just really get into it. Um, and so that was fun. Um, it it would have been nice if the VHSL had considered that reporters were going to be there and we might need a place to work. And uh, it might be nice to give us some food and drink occasionally throughout the day. Um, mm. But, you know, other than that... Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, this pod, this podcast condones trashing on, uh, you know, clock operators, <laughs> facility management, anything around, anything, anytime we can take a side shot at VHSL, we do it here on the so, Exports podcast. <laughs> so, so we, so, so I'm there, and and Bill Mead from the News Virginia, and uh, the two of us actually rode down together, and we were there for the day, and um, we we watched the semifinals, and after the semifinals, we said, well, let's let's go back, we'll work, I'll work with some pictures, we'll. We'll do some stuff and we'll wait to the finals at five o'clock. So we went and we tried to get into a hospitality room and they said, do you have an arm bracelet? And we said, no, we, we don't. And they said, well, this is for a, 
wrestlers and coaches. And so we went back to one of the, uh, the VHSL officials and we said, um, is there a hospitality room or a work room for, for reporters? And she actually looked through her sheet and she read, we saw it on her sheet. It says no hospitality for uh, media. <laughs> like, well, it. that's nice. Thank you. We're, we're only here all day covering this thing. So, uh, so yeah, so we, there was no hospitality room. There was no place to really work. So Bill and I just went to Starbucks, which is not too far from the Salem Civic Center. And we spent a few hours there working and gave them our money and then came back and, and uh, found, uh, found an empty room that we had been told was officials only. But uh, we, we found it was empty at one point. So we just went in there and sat down and uh, worked a little bit there and nobody kicked us out. But, uh, but yeah, no, I didn't you know it, the VHSL acts like the, uh, the reporters are not important anymore and they don't really care about us too much. And so, uh, yeah, I know trashing the VHSL is one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully in the spring sports and the Radford Jamboree, uh, we can have some other complaint about how the VHSL. I was going to say when I was at the Jamboree or something. When I was at the Jamboree, I was always too busy to check if there was a media room or not. But I think that's I've, a shot. I think you just took a shot at Patrick there. No, I'm. What I'm saying is I don't have a <laughs> look. I'm not yeah, taking I'm a shot not, at Patrick. I, I know that comes off no. that way now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what, I'm what, what, what happens is, what happens is you, know, you get you, you get you get down there and the, the semifinals are at ten o'clock. And they're over around noon. Well, the finals don't start till five. Now you've got a lot of uh, uh, consolation stuff going on in the middle there and third and fourth place matches and things like that that you want to pay attention to. But it, it's nice as a reporter to have a chance to work up all those pictures you've taken during semifinals and get, get something posted. And, and you want time to work on that. And it'd be nice if they would just provide you with a place yeah. to do that. Now, I will say at the Jamboree, um, they do have a – usually have a workroom for the media. Uh, they used to have food there, but they've cut that out in recent years, but they yeah, still do have idea. a workroom. We'll see you, if that's you want, there this the year. VHSL You're missing the day really old bad. sandwiches and the bags of chips. What, the, what do we, the VHSL I, is I really bad. I, I want the food, right? <laughs> I mean, um, they, they actually had food at the volleyball at say uh, volleyball state championships here, uh, at Salem. They had a, a room By accident. They, had, they had a whole spread. Um, so I don't know why it's some sports. Someone blew some the bu- don't, but... someone blew the budget on volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be what it was. They must have. It was same day the, sandwiches. Uh... Blew all the money. <laughs> they looked at the budget going into this year, and they say, "Wait a minute, because of all that money we spent at volleyball, we don't have enough to do anything for winter sports." Um, and we'll see. I, I would say we'll see what happens in basketball. But you know that's that's Will assuming you see that Patrick? we have somebody get. Yeah. <laughs> assuming we have somebody get to Richmond yeah. for uh, for basketball. Hopefully, so. hopefully. I was gonna say, you know, I've I've done a lot of VHSL state championship events. I've done some in Maryland with the MPSSAA and in DC even. The DC one was another one where I was there for not enough time to see if there was a hospitality room. But that was a quick in and out deal. But the in Maryland. They do it right, and somebody at the VHSL should talk to them because when I went and did basketball there at Towson for girls' championships in at the Comcast Center for boys' championships in Maryland, you were taken care of very well there. And you come to Virginia, where I've grown up my entire life, and I you know, love Virginia, but you go to these VHSL events, and they're like, ew, we have to give you food? Like, 
you're working and the the bad part is I'm working for them. I'm working for their production. Yeah. And and they're like, "Oh, we have to feed you." And I'm like, "I mean, I'm here all day. It would be nice to get something." So, yeah. Well, you tell me that in, in years past, I mean, years ago they actually used to do that for especially for basketball. They'd have a huge spread of food. They would bring it in. They bring it a couple of times a day, you know, for lunch and at dinner. And they've kind of slowly cut all that out. And I, I, I guess it's for budget reasons, but you can't tell me the VHSL is making less money now than they used to. Um, they just we had to keep more of it to themselves, I guess. The Maryland got his Chick-fil-A. I mean, the VHSL, oh, I remember man. one year, and this what this, this did make me mad because I was there the whole day <laughs> for, for a basketball tournament. I was there the whole day, and they brought out a meal one time, and they did it right in the middle of one of the games. And so the game is over. I'm trying to go back and get something, and all the food is gone. And they're like, oh, that was all our food. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> kiss my rear end. <laughs> like, uh, oh, man. That was probably the most angry I've ever been with someone running a facility. Yeah, well, I, I, I have not been pleased with the VHSL and their, their, uh, their hospitality to, to reporters over the last couple of years. It used to be great, and it's really slacking. Uh, the last couple of years, but, but this was the top, you know, not to even have a workroom for us, much less food. Although I, I was going to say the workroom is worse. The, yeah. uh, we stuck into the room for the officials. There was still some lemonade there. We we were able to get a glass of lemonade before they came in and took all of that out. So um, reporters are here. One take free glass of gotcha. lemonade from the VHSL. Gotcha. <laughs> oh gosh. Cut uh, the water fountains off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah cut no, we, we, cut we the water fountains off to that entire half of the building. Yeah. Yeah, lock the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that's next. I'm thinking that's next for reporters that we're going to have to go outside uh, behind a bush or something. So, uh, well, moving on to basketball, um, since we brought it up there a while ago in between our VHSL, uh, anti VHSL <laughs> talk. But with the region tournament coming up, uh, you know, Fort Defiance has already gotten a win. Uh, which is great for Fort Defiance girls. Uh, two B girls, it's kind of Stewart's draft or bust. Uh, I guess they're playing Buffalo Gap, so the winner of that is the lone Shenandoah district team. It seems like Stewart's draft is the best chance to go deep. And then in 1B, again, only one team, obviously, and it's Riverheads. They did win tonight with a big win over Rappahannock. I know you were at that game. Um, Actually, I, I was, I was going to be at that game, and we can talk about this later. Um, I was going to be at that game, and then plans changed because of a project that I'm working on this gotcha. spring for the newsletter. Um, we can talk about that. But, yes, Riverheads did win, um, and they are the uh, second seed in, in 1B. So you would expect them to be able to, to win in the semifinals. They'll be favored there. Uh, they won't be favored in the finals because they have to. They will have probably most likely go to Surrey County. That is not going to be uh, a, a, an easy game for them. But – uh, at least if they'll get into the state tournament uh, for a second, for another year in a row, second year in mm-hmm. a row. So that's good for them. Uh, so, so it's looking good for, for the Riverheads girls. You're right. Up in 2B, uh, Stewart's draft is probably the, the, the one local team that could go far, but they've got to, if they, if they can beat Buffalo Gap, then they'll probably have to play Strasburg, which is not going to be easy. Um, and then they would have Loray in the finals, most likely. Uh, but the Strasburg game, Will be will be very difficult. Strasburg is, is good. They've only lost uh, to Loray this year. Right. Um, in fact, they beat Loray 
once I think Larray's only loss was to Strasburg. So those two have split. Uh, so uh, Stewart's draft, if they can get past Buffalo Gap, will have their hands full uh, heading up 81 to, to Strasburg. Um, and over in, the, in, uh, in, in 3C, Fort won their first game. Congratulations. Good job. Your reward is you get to go and play Spotswood. So uh, probably yeah. <laughs> unless there's a miracle, it's the end of the road for Fort Defiance. Uh, Spotswood uh, looks like an, uh, another year of a state championship for Spotswood, or at least playing for a state championship. They are dominant this year. They've only lost twice, and nobody since Christmas has even been close to them. I think I think 15 points is the closest anybody's gotten to Spotswood since uh, they lost in a tournament at, before Christmas to a couple of really good teams, one out of North Carolina and then a bigger school in Virginia. So, so really, Fort Defiance, um, unless they can can find some magic that nobody else has been able to find, uh, I think the end of the road is for them on Tuesday against Spotswood. Yeah, um, Riverheads will host Cumberland Wednesday. Just tapping that in there. Okay, I, so Cumberland yep. is the so yeah, you know, and, and again, um, great job out of, out of that Riverheads team. You know, with a brand new coach and, and losing one of their key players from last year, um, it's a great job for them to to have a chance on Wednesday night to win a game and go back to the state tournament. So I, I think it's it's really good news for for that Riverheads girls team. Um, and, and we'll see about Stewart's draft. Uh, they've been up and down this year. The, the Cougars, you know, they, they played really well at times, and other times they have not played so well. Uh, they will have to play really well if they hope to uh, to get to the state tournament this year. Going over to the boys' side, uh, Region 3C, Wilson beat Fort in the play-in game, so they got to go play Charlottesville, and they got annihilated by Charlottesville um, just because Charlottesville's really good. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I don't think Charlottesville's going to win that region because Western Arbor in that region, and they've already beaten them twice pretty handily, and I, I would imagine they'll do it again as, if they don't slip up. But Wilson, um, not a not a terrible season. I mean, obviously they got into the postseason, but I, I think even Coach Hartman might say that they were expecting a little bit more. I would agree with that. I think because they had so many good seniors on that team um, and, and mixed in with a couple of, of pretty talented young players, including Coach Hartman's son, Jackson. Mm-hmm. I, I think they were expecting to have a really solid season, complete, uh, compete for a, a, a you know, regular season district championship mm-hmm. and maybe make a little bit of noise in three. See, it's their first year in region in, in class three. So they weren't really they didn't know what to expect once they got to regionals. But I think they they thought they could could be a team that that might be feared and, and to have to to win a special playoff game just to get the eighth seed um, and then go in and, and lose to Charlottesville like that. But it had to be a disappointing season, a disappointing way for a lot of those seniors to exit this year. And, and we'll see about next year. I mean, Hartman's back. He's only a, a sophomore um, and he's really good, but they lose some other, other key players, including Matt pool, who has, you know, he's a player that can go off on any night for, 40 points if you know yeah. and they're going to lose him so that's going to hurt their offense they're going to need to find some some people to pick that up and things don't get easier in region 3c for them next season uh, and it'll be yeah. the same kind of thing they'll have to compete with fork to get that uh, to get that spot so well, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens next year but congratulations to them for making the regionals but i, yeah. I agree with you i think that if you ask them they were probably disappointed in the way things worked out this year with Meanwhile, class. Fort though Fort brings all kinds of talent back next year in three C. Yeah, Fort Fort should be pretty good. I mean, Ryan Cook is back, and uh, 
and obviously he's known more for his baseball um, exploits, but uh, he's a heck of a scorer in basketball. Um, fourth, fourth, I think could be the thing is they started off so slowly this year. They were one in 12, I think at one point uh, they really put it together at the end of the year, played not great ball, but played really much, much better than they had played in the early part of the season. I think all of that will help them next season coming back, but it's region three C is tough. That's a tough region to be yeah. in. Um, and, and I'm just not sure either for, or Wilson, whoever can get out of the Shenandoah district next year. I'm still not sure either one of them will be able to compete with the upper level teams in that region. So in class two, you look at Stanton, they fought their way up to a five seed, which I know we were talking about before this interview is actually probably worst thing could ha- to happen to Stanton yes. is they got yes. up to a five, because even if they win on the road tomorrow night uh, against Page, then they have to play East Hello, Rock. East Rock. Yeah, and East Rock's not going to lose in this in this region tournament. Um, no. Stewart's draft, they're hoping to get to East Rock. They're the three, and they play Buffalo Gap, just like the boys. In the, uh, they'll have the same game as the girls on Tuesday night when both draft teams host both Gap teams. But, uh, again, draft looks like the best chance out of Class 2 just because Stanton has to play East Rock in that potential second-round matchup. Yeah, I think you're right, Stanton had a, a strong finish to the season and uh, they, they bumped themselves up and the reward they get is, is if they, if they could, they have to go to page, right. It's not going to be an easy game. First of all, I mean, that's, that's kind of a toss up game at this point, right. I think, but if Stanton can survive that, then yeah, East rock is, is the end of the road for them. It's kind of like, uh, it, it, it's, 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 you know, I, I just don't see a way. It's kind of like Fort, the Fort girls playing Spotswood. Um, you have to almost have a miracle happen. That's going to be the case with, with Stanton and East Rock. Um, Stanton's got some athletes. They can maybe keep up with them for a little bit, but they're not going to beat East Rock. So Stewart's draft is the team from, from the Shenandoah district that can make some noise there. Uh, they should be able to beat Buffalo Gap, although we, Buffalo Gap's had a great season. They were, I think they, they stumbled a little bit down the stretch, but they still have a lot of talent on that team, and I think they could give Stewart's draft a game uh, on Tuesday night. But if, whichever team gets past that, we'll have to uh, to go to Buckingham. And, and that's a team I don't know a whole lot about. I, I know I talked to Mike Gale earlier this, mm-hmm. uh, probably a couple of weeks ago, about Buckingham. And he was impressed with what he knows about him. He, he said they're going to be a tough team, especially when you have to go on the road. Um, and that's that's not a necessarily an easy trip. Um, so I, I, I think they'll, they'll have their hands full with Buckingham. But if they can get past that, and even if they, you know, even if they meet East Rock in that championship game, Stewart's draft has not been to the state tournament under Mike Gale, so that would be an accomplishment to uh, to get to the to the uh, to the state title game, uh, the three ridiculous uh, system, getting them to a state cha- uh, getting them to a state tournament would be uh, would be a great accomplishment. And probably the most realistic chance of a team from the Shandoy district making a deep run in, into the states even would be Riverheads. Just because they're that one seed and one B, they're not going to have. They don't have someone like an East Rock in their region to have to contend with. So they they will enter that state tournament, uh, barring an upset, the higher seed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that certainly helps being that being that top seed. Uh, they'll they'll get a chance to, uh, to to play a home game in the uh, in the regionals uh, for the regional championship. If they can win that, that game, you know, play uh, play a state quarterfinal game close to home. I think all of that is huge. Um, last year, if you remember, the state uh, they had to they had to go on the road. So um, I think you know I think this year 
uh, they have a really good chance of making a, a run into the state tournament, making a, a, a pretty deep run. It, Reardon's been a weird team this year. I mean, they they were. I think people were expecting. We talked about Wilson maybe being a little disappointed. I mean, it's tough to say. You know, you're disappointed with a team that the top seed in the region and has a chance to, to get to the state tournament. But I don't think they played as well as people thought they were going to play this season. Uh, they've kind of been up and down. Uh, they, they lost a few, you know, a few close games. Probably they, they would have liked to have won, but still whenever you have Grant Painter on that team, uh, you, you're a dangerous, dangerous team. And I'll be curious to see how they play. And uh, when they open up the regionals on uh, Tuesday night, so, Patrick, you're a UNC fan. You're North Carolina Tar Heels back in last place. Um, <laughs> look, I, I do wonder if that little hot streak was enough to save Roy this year. That remains oh, to be seen. Goodness. But how concerning is that? it? How concerning is it that now the player that was allegedly <laughs> the reason that Roy was definitely going to be safe because if he was playing, UNC wouldn't be this bad. He's back, and now UNC is this bad. There's there's no concern whatsoever. I, it, it's a rough year. It's one of those those down years. Uh, Dean Smith had said you know, the Carolina basketball should have a down season every six or seven years just to uh, to, to sh- show people that uh, how much they should appreciate uh, the uh, the up years. So that's what this is. It's just one. <laughs> it's a down year. Oh, it, it's a really down year. I understand. It's a bad season. You know, they they are not playing well, but. I think next year they'll be right back where Carolina basketball is expected to be at the top of the ACC. I think they'll have a chance next year to go deep in the NCAA tournament. Um, this year is just, you know, hey, for me, I'm already looking to baseball season now. So, uh, and and as a Carolina fan, I'm looking ahead to football season. You know, so, uh, oh, but it's it's yeah. a rough year. Ooh, this basketball boy, season. Boy, boy. Ooh, this Tar Heel basketball season has been so rough. Patrick Height just said he was looking forward to football season. That's what Patrick Height says that August 1st. I'm looking forward to basketball season. But the basketball season's so rough, he's looking forward to football season. It has been a rough year. It's been a really rough year. You know, you thought the Duke game was going to – and I think maybe the Duke game did change. You thought if they could have beaten Duke, if they somehow could have held on and beaten Duke, maybe that changes things. But I think losing that game and then losing to Virginia the way they did, I think that just took whatever possibility of, of getting some momentum this team had. I think that just, just got rid of it because of those two close losses. And, and the players now are just looking forward to, I don't know what, the NIT. I think the NIT may be a long shot there, for Carolina. There is they're no way they make it to the NIT. McDonald's All-American to show up. That's what they're waiting I, on. They're, they're three not going to the NIT. They're dead the last in the ACC. They're going home. Okay. I mean, they're, they're going they're to exams. That's where year. they're going for their fake classes. That's where they're going. They're not going to a freaking <laughs> tournament. Hey, next next year everything will be fine. Nobody will remember this season when when next year they are a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. Quickly and just yes or no it. Is there any chance that North Carolina fires Roy Williams? No. Not, not, not at all. Okay. Well, let me, let me say it this way. Cause they're not going to come out and say they fire him. Right. That's not how this is going to go down. He's they respect Lloyd's, Roy Williams too much. He's not going okay. So he is definitely going year. to be back next year. That's what you're saying. A hundred percent. Definitely. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh when he Absolutely says, I am so no tired. Chance. These are the biggest bunch of losers I've ever coached. I'm out. 
I'm going to laugh much, if he says as that. As much as I'd like to see you laugh, Joe, I you're not going to laugh about this because he's going to be back. He's going to be coaching three to four McDonald's All-Americans next year. And, yes, they're going to be in the tournament and probably will hate him as much as ever next year because they'll be awesome. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> there's there's absolutely no chance he's he's gone. And in fact, I'm not hearing that from anybody except you. So there you go. Their win, <laughs> I mean, their I, win percentage I, I is a Chris like Davis batting average. I mean, ah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh jeez. No, no, it's it's there's no chance. There's no chance that he goes anywhere. So you mentioned you uh were too busy covering something else than to cover basketball tonight, which I'm sure will make the uh the Riverheads fans happy up there. What were you doing tonight uh as as it results uh previewing what you're gonna be doing this spring? Hey, Riverheads wrestling likes me, okay? So there we go. I'm gonna get that out there. Um <laughs> I, um, so uh, the project this spring is I'm going to follow Fort Defiance baseball throughout the season and have a weekly story on that Fort Defiance baseball team. You can look for that on newsletter.com every Monday. And so today was the first day of spring tryouts. And so I was, I was there. I had a chance to, to watch them go through their tryouts, go through practice. And then the coaches, we're going to discuss all of the players, you know, write them up on the whiteboard and discuss their pros and cons and who they thought had a chance. All stuff I, I can't really write about necessarily because uh, because there's things that were said that that are, 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 are private. But they gave me a chance to sit in on that and listen to that and listen to all their discussions and how that works. And that was just fascinating to me to be able to to do that. So that's where I was tonight doing that. Um they have tryouts again tomorrow and then uh, Wednesday, and then they make cuts on Wednesday, and then everything uh, starts with practice on Thursday. So you can look forward to that. They have a really interesting team this year. It's going to be a great race. I know the Shenandoah District title doesn't mean anything, but if you are one of these people that still likes to, to uh, talk about who's going to win the Shenandoah District, it's going to be a heck of a battle. Fort Defiance, then you've got Stewart's Draft, who played in the state semifinals, last year and Riverheads who was in the state semifinals last year all three of those teams are really good really loaded and any one of them could win the district and you know even even Wilson I think could be pretty good this year but it's going to be tough to break into that top three just because all three of them are really good I'm looking forward to Fort Defiance they've got Tristan Shoemaker who has committed to play baseball at UVA they've got Ryan Cook who has committed to play at JMU uh, and for those who, who don't know who he is, if you remember his dad, Derek Cook, um, who is an assistant coach on the Sport Defiance team, uh, they've got they've got some other players who are going to also probably play in college. Um, it's just a really good team. I think there's some great stories there. I'm looking forward to, to spending the time. And and head coach Damian Fink has has kind of just it, it's tough for a coach to say, okay, we're going to open up everything to a reporter and let you just hang out and listen to all of our you know, private talks and everything else. But he has done that. And he, he cleared it with his players. He cleared it with his staff. They all said it's fine. It's good. They're excited about it. So I'm excited. I think it'll be a fun spring. All right. So when you haven't been chasing scores for the, on the court and planning for the spring, what, uh, what have you been binging lately? Well, the last thing I really watched uh, and binged was Cheer on Netflix. Um, have, have either of you guys seen that? Yeah, I watched it. I thought it was great. I, I thought it was amazing show in fact i liked it better than uh than last chance you and, and i liked last chance you a lot but i thought cheer was even better than that um and, and i i you know i 
I like cheer. I like competition cheer. Um, I have covered the Stewart's draft team here in the area for, for a couple of years. They've there and now they're looking to be a four time state champion. Um, I'll go for a four peak this next year. So it's been fun covering them. It was great to kind of go behind the scenes and cheer and see how that works. And the thing about last chance you is I've always come away. I did I never liked the coach, uh, either, either program that they spent time with at the end of it. I didn't care for the coach and most of the players I didn't really care for that much. With cheer, I felt like I came away and I liked everybody that was involved in it. Um, I thought they had some great stories. So I, I loved that show and it, I, I made sure I, as soon as it came out, I watched it in a weekend. And since yeah. then, with basketball playoffs and everything, I haven't had a chance to watch a whole lot of stuff recently. But I love cheer and I, I'll watch it again if I get a chance. Yeah, we watched, we knocked it out like in a week. And uh, I just, Jerry, just being the man, I love that he's getting so much love, like <laughs> popping in on shows on Ellen and, uh, <laughs> some other stuff he's been popping in on show. Like, I just, I love that that guy's getting some play because he's such a nice person and doesn't necessarily catch any breaks in that show, but uh, at least he's getting no. some good popularity uh, on the back end. So. And, and I think if, if you're a coach, you, you can have your, your, your team watch that and watch Jerry because he's the ultimate teammate, right? I mean, he yeah. is the guy who, who is, he's not even sure he's going to make the mat and then somebody gets hurt and then he's on the mat for a while. And then he's back off and then somebody else gets hurt and he's back on. So he spends the whole time, not, not quite sure if he's actually going to be on the mat for the, for the championship, but he's always positive. He's always cheering on everybody. He's picking up everybody else. And that's the ultimate teammate. Yeah. He works hard. He does what he has to. And, and he knows that he may not have a chance to be, uh, be even part of that team when they go to compete for the championship, but he's still, He's still there and pumping up everybody. And he had a great backstory. If you watch that backstory, his yeah. backstory, in fact, it's, you know, I think I maybe shed a tear or two when I watched that. So uh, it, it's a great show. I, I enjoyed it very much. And even if you're not a cheerleading fan, I think it's worth watching. Well, awesome. Thanks for the recommendation. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you here during spring sports. And uh, we'll be looking forward to reading your uh, in inside information on Fort Baseball this spring. Sounds good. I appreciate it as always, guys. All right. Thanks, Patrick. And now that we're done with Patrick, we're going to move it into the B block where Leland and I will continue to talk about other stuff going on in sports. Okay, we're going to start the B block and Leland, take it away with college hoops first. I mean, three of the top four lost this weekend in college basketball. So, you know, you get those Saturdays in the fall mm -hmm. where, you know, the top four football teams lose. That's what it was in college basketball this weekend. And that's what's nice about college basketball. It seems to happen more often than you than you see it in college football. Um, so it was fun. You saw Baylor go down to Kansas. Love so it. Kansas is, a, is the new number one. And then you saw Gonzaga lose. You saw San Diego State lose. And, and this is a week where, you know, Duke lost last Tuesday. So it was really interesting this week and then especially Saturday, just seeing all those teams go down, wondering what the rankings would be. Not that they really matter right now, but it was just cool to see those top teams being challenged and playing. Um, you know, the Kansas-Baylor game, in my mind, means the most because those are two teams that I mm – -hmm. I they do get tested time after time. And so it was cool to see them play each other. One of them was going to lose, so it was, it was fun to uh, follow along for that game. The Gonzaga and San Diego State losing, you know, I, I like it that they lost because – I, I hate when we get to March and they only have one loss or undefeated and you wonder if, if they have it or not. And I think this helps me make some decisions. Now, with this field being watered down this year, 
you know, maybe it doesn't really help me much this year in picking my bracket, but just to see him kind of get knocked off here at this point does kind of mean something to me. And, and when I, when you get to this point of a season, when you have some watered down years and they haven't happened so often through the last 10, 15 years, but there's been ones here and there. I just go with the best coaches. And so the cream's still going to rise to the cop top. I'm still going to be looking at Michigan state. I'm still going to be looking at Duke. I'm still going to be looking at Kansas and, and it's just what happens and, and we'll see if I'm right, but that's just where my mind goes when it gets to this time. And, and I think the last time we had a watered down year, I think Michigan state won it that year. And I think a time before that, you know, a well-coached Maryland team won it. So I, I just think that might be one of those years where I, I still think Duke or Kansas are going to come out with this thing. I'm usually with you on the Michigan State because I I love Tom Izzo, but this does not feel they don't have it this year. Yeah. This does not Doesn't feel, feel like, like Michigan, Michigan State's State year. Great. Yeah, they, they've been pretty bad. It feels like I'd, a I'd year maybe. Like, Penn, I mean, I can't believe that Penn State basketball looks pretty good this year. Maryland looks pretty good in basketball this year. So. The Big Ten's a good conference. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be Michigan State's year. Yeah, and I'm fine with a Michigan State sport not necessarily sitting on top of the sports world right now. I'm I'm comfortable with that. Um, well, yeah. Speaking of not sitting on top of the world, Virginia Tech continues to struggle. Uh, we mm. lost a triple overtime game last Wednesday, which I did stay up for, and I, I believe you did too, because yeah. um, I think we were still texting at the end of that one, we or you were, were faking it good. No, um, we were. And that's a game we should win at home against Miami. And we had chances to win it down the stretch. We should have won it in regulation. So that was disappointing. But we used it all up on Wednesday because Saturday we just came out and never had a shot in that game. That game was 8-2 to two immediately. And they just kept taking off. We were down 10, then we were down 20, and then we were down 30. Luckily in the second half we, we brought it back to 20, and that, that felt good. Um, but it was a terrible night down in Durham, which a lot of teams going down there and have terrible nights. But talking about it today with coworkers. It's just, we are what we thought we were going to be. We're, we're probably better than some of the critics said we would be, but not that much better. And at, in January, we thought we were a whole lot better. We had beat Michigan state in December. We are getting ACC wins, but we're not, we're not that good, but maybe that keeps Nolly around another year. And we have some good guys coming in. I think we're going to be a solid team next year. Maybe not a, a, spectacular team which we might have been thinking if this year kept going the way it was going there in january we would only set our heights even higher next year but maybe we're closer to what we thought we were this january maybe we're closer to that next year and uh which would be great and i think we can do it we'll see um i still think nolly's gonna go to all the people who are like yeah to all the people who are like nolly definitely shouldn't go i'm like I still feel like he's a better player at Tech than Nikhil Alexander-Walker was, and he pieced out. So uh, I I would be shocked if Nolly stays. Um, and maybe maybe I, the stats don't back me up on that. I I don't know. It I just feels like he's upside, a better player. Maybe, but I don't think he is a has been a better player at Tech than Nolly was. I, I there were a lot of games where Nikhil Alexander-Walker disappeared last year. And he had more talent around There's him than Landers Nolly There's some times this year that I wish Nolly would disappear. I mean, he's he's been struggling these last two yeah. weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, that's our team, though. Our, our team's not very good this year. We, you know, you and I joke, and I know we have Mike Barber on, and Mike Barber is a, the biggest BD fan in the world, but uh, that guy, every time he goes to shoot, I just close my eyes because yeah. Yeah. it's bad. 
It, it and is. It's been a year of this. <laughs> it, it is bad. Every time he thinks about shooting, I and like if he's looking at the basket, I'm like, pass, pass. Like, <laughs> I didn't watch the game at all on Saturday because I, I just don't have that much hate. You had for a happier myself. Saturday night than I did with my. Yeah, with yeah my, I uh, don't hate myself Duke that Blue Devil much. Wife so. fan. Yeah. God, I can only imagine what that was like. But she's quiet. It drives me nuts. She doesn't talk trash to me, and it, I just wish she would, so I could be mad at her. She has still never spoke a bad word to me about JMU beating Virginia Tech in football, and it drives it drives me more nuts that she won't say anything. I just want to be mad at her and get it over with. Nope. No. Speaking nope. of JMU, um, they ended the convocation center, the men's yeah, I half guess of the convocation center. Uh, with a loss, they're two and fourteen. Both wins against UNCW, who <laughs> managed to beat four. <laughs> they've won four games, not JMU. So we have got last place in the CAA pretty much locked up, uh, unless we win the last two and UNCW drops the last two, which they won't and we won't. Uh, well, UNCW might drop the last two, but we won't win the last two. Uh, we're bad. Lewis Rose gone. You can't only beat Good. one team in a one bid league and keep your job. Good. And it's not his first year either. It's not like he's picking up pieces and trying no, to No, this is like year three or something. This, yeah, it's I don't, time to go. It feels like it's been 30 years, but the oh my God. The thing is, they had a lot of celebration for the end of the combo, and they should. And they threw streamers and all this, you know, right after a loss. It's a good time to celebrate. But anyway, they did all that. But next weekend, is it next weekend? The girls still have games mm-hmm. there. And in all honesty, I started talking about this with my wife. I, I think overall, I think that that girls program has it's been, been more the successful. Better program in that yeah. gym. It's been more I successful. I know Lefty Drizelle was big at JMU, but there was a big time in the eighties, and and that's that's fine. But we've had extended girls time here where they've been awesome in tournament teams and winning big games in Sweet that 16, building. Which I don't I think. Yeah, I don't know if the guys have ever won a big game in that building. Really, I mean. The girls have beat uh, they beat UVA there not that long ago, right? Uh, I mean they mm-hmm. they've had some huge games in that building, and, and maybe that's not a, a great comparison, but I think overall they have had the better program. So I'm happy. I'm hoping to go to that game. I bet it has a big old crowd for it. Um, that because I know those girls' games get a really get solid. I crowds, hope they do a similar send off. Yeah, same same send off, and I think that would be worth it. I hope they didn't just put all their celebration into the guys' game. That I, that would feel hollow to me. Um, because, and I'm looking forward to that. I hope we, I hope we actually do get to go. Um, but yeah, the girls, you know, they're a top team in the CAA this year. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that. I hope they haven't done it that way. Um, but jump, I, I, yeah, before we jump, I want to, I just want to say the convocation center's closed. Uh, you know, my favorite guy's memory was my freshman year of college. JMU beat VCU on a buzzer beater, uh, right at the end of the game. And ended up winning. I think it was sixty-two to sixty. Uh, somebody put that on Twitter as their favorite guys' moment too at the Convocation Center. Uh, and then my favorite girls' moment is Don Evans and oh, Della Don playing yeah. in that uh, thriller overtime game, uh, where they, I think it's still the most points combined from two teams scored in uh, at the Convocation Center. And uh, it was a just a, an amazing game. Uh, and JMU ended up winning, which made it even better. Uh, so Don Evans, man, when JMU looks back, that's going to be a really special athlete. You've had some really good players oh, yeah. come through there, but Don Evans jumps out the most to me is just somebody who really, really was amazing. And I, I was glad to be able, 
she was the same year as me. Um, I was so I was glad to be able to watch her play all four years there at JMU and just yeah. watch her and that girls team. But you're right, I, the girls team deserves the send off, not the guys team. I could get, if they if the guy if they pretended like the guys season never happened and didn't do a send off, <laughs> that would have been more apropos. They just need I to think- they need to bury this program. They need to get a new coach and that, and then hopefully send in the right direction. Well, and my maybe favorite moments them. in the combo, it's just all those graduations. They've just been some really good graduations in that gym. Jumping back over to UVA. Um, they, they won. If you're listening to this podcast for good UVA breakdown, <laughs> you're, you're, they're in the tournament. The podcast. They're in the tournament. You can probably, calm <laughs> you're down. in the tournament. You're going to be good. I, I don't think you're going to go far in the tournament, but I said that the last three years and one time I was right. And one time I was wrong. And, uh, but this week, well, a lot Virginia, of times we were right, but yeah, yeah. Virginia tech and, uh, UVA play Wednesday night. I'm hopeful Virginia tech has oh, a chance Christ. at home in that game, no. but we will see. No. We will see. <laughs> I, the fact that UVA refuses to score points maybe leaves us in that game, but, uh, we will see. And then UVA has Duke. I would say this should be a hard week for UVA, but we'll see real quick early in the game on Wednesday, if it's a hard week or not. Uh, but the game against Duke will be tough for them. And that's the big Saturday night, 8 PM game is game day at UVA for that. I, I don't know. assume they are. Um, so big weekend or big week for UVA again. If you want good breakdown of them, sorry, XFL defenders, our defenders lost, man. They were looking so good undefeated and they went over to LA to a winless LA team and just got beat down. Yeah, I didn't even finish watching this game. I think I shut it off before halftime because I was like, okay, I can tell how this is going to go, and I don't need to be here for this. Uh, I did watch the game before and saw Cam Phillips light up, so that was cool. Um, but Three more touchdowns. Three more touchdowns for Cam. He he looks like the MVP of the league. He's definitely going to get a look again in the NFL. Um, good. Yeah, he, he looks really good, and it's, it's really cool to see him dominating in, and, in and Houston. And as much... As much as the XFL is going to want to keep its stars around and uh, I think build they know what people, they are, though. having yeah. a guy be impressive in this league and then get a shot at the NFL and then hopefully have success there, that's even bigger for this league because then you'd be coming to this league looking for those next superstars. So uh, just the fact that we t- we immediately put Cam back at the NFL because of how good he's playing, that really is a good thing for the XFL. Yeah, well, the XFL knows what it is. They, they know what their purpose is compared to the NFL. DC probably will rebound. They're playing Tampa Bay yeah. next week, and yep. Tampa Bay looks like an absolute tire fire. Um, I think, I think too, these guys. I think Mark explain- Tressman might be the worst person to ever coach football. <laughs> I think with the defenders, they had two home games there, and you're talking about guys that, you know, a lot of these guys haven't been in the NFL for years and done the travel and deal with that. So maybe there was a little bit of learning curve there, having to fly across country, play a game. Uh, you know, sit around all day on Sunday waiting to play a six o'clock game. You know, I think that could play into it. Maybe they still lose that game if that's not as much of an issue, but maybe it's not a 30 point game. Like it I was. think it's LA's first home game too. They're Owen two in front of a crowd and a fan base. that's fickle. So they kind of, it, when you oh, saw the access there, first home game. now you're going to make it? me look it up. I'm almost positive. It was, I thought I saw highlights cause they play in the charger stadium. Yeah. I hadn't seen those black uniforms before. But okay, um, I might be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, they play in front of a fickle <laughs> fan base, and you saw the access that you get in the XFL when they were scoring touchdowns. They're like, come on, crowd, get behind us! So it's like uh, they're trying to win the city over, kind of thing after having a rough start. But DC should be fine. I don't think this is, you know, yeah. the end of the defenders. 
but I, ho- I would I would hope not. <laughs> uh, like I said, they're going to be three and one after they play Tampa Bay. Mark Tressman. The the real question is: Does Mark Tressman end the season as Tampa Bay's head coach? Because that guy is he <laughs> he is bad. The the L A played at home against Dallas last week. Uh, moving on to NASCAR, Joey Logano won the race. Uh, your boy got second. No way. I didn't even see that. Yeah, Matt Benedetto, uh, De Benedetto looked great. Uh, Wood Brothers made a great that. call. <laughs> they made a great call staying out and not taking that last pit stop. Uh, and when they did, they raced their way up to second place. Joey Logano obviously winning the race there, as you said. But it was a great finish for the Wood Brothers and Matt De Benedetto. Uh, man, uh, love to see it. And I think that you're going to see uh, a really good season from him because I watched parts of this race. Uh, and, and he was really moving through the field pretty well. So I think as long as they avoid accidents, he's a fairly young driver. Uh, and you know, it was interesting to see on their Twitter because I don't know who's running their Twitter, but it's, it's not, you know, the wood brothers, I wouldn't think because they're fairly older guys. And I would imagine they're not Twitter savvy, let alone as funny as this Twitter is, but they were very excited about the driver they have this year. And I I think they're really looking forward to the rest of this year with him driving at the helm. Uh, They had a pretty good race at Daytona, um, but you know, until they got caught up in that accident and then they had a fantastic race here at Vegas. So I expect big things out of Matt to Benedetto. I'm not saying he's going to win a championship, but should be a contender. And I think he'll, they'll definitely be in that playoff. That's awesome. And I was going to just shove aside the race really, uh, to talk about the bigger story, Quinn Hoff, uh, also he finished 32nd. But, yeah, I was just going to blow through the winner here. But Ryan Newman, the story from last week, everybody's seen the the wreckage. I, I assume everybody at this point now knows that he walked out of the hospital last Wednesday, uh, you know, two days after that crazy wreck. He had a head injury. We went from worrying he's alive to worrying if he'd walk again to seeing him walk out of the hospital a couple of days later, him talking about racing again. I mean, it's – it's incredible. I think there's a bad side to it, though. It, it, it's just going to make these guys see, feel more invincible. And, they, I, I mean, the safety is great. But, man, if they can see that wreck happen, they're never going to have any fear in them. And uh, I'm afraid of what the next big wreck will look like. If, if that one didn't put somebody out Why don't you YouTube longer. Daytona and Talladega wrecks and you'll see some real bad wrecks. Yeah. You'll see Rusty Wallace had his car disintegrate. But people think that these cars can't hurt that. Like they can't get hurt in these cars now. And that wreck right there only plays to that point. And not that I want someone to get hurt. I, I don't, I don't mean to did, phrase it that way. I just, these guys are going to feel more invincible with, with the results of this. I mean, I'm just surprised he's not more banged up than he is. I mean, he's walking out of the hospital with his kids' hands and his in his hands two days later. It's just these guys are going to – it's crazy. you got to be crazy to do this. you got to be crazy to do this, and I think this is just going to help people be crazy. Yeah, I don't know what the take is here that you're trying to put out there. I don't know. I've seen bad wrecks. I've seen wrecks that look worse than that, and drivers walk away in the moment. So – I think it's a good thing that the safety is to the point where he can get hit like that and, and walk out of the hospital. Yeah. I, I think it's a good thing. I, I guess, I guess it's just, a, I guess I'm just worried about what's it going to take for someone to get hurt in the sport where it's going to happen. Like it, it's someone Dale Earnhardt's not going to be the last person to die in, in a NASCAR race. No, somebody's already died since then. 
Adam Petty died after that. I think it was like maybe even the next year. So yeah, I mean, I, wow. I get what That's you're sad. saying. It's sad that I forgot that. It's I, but uh, and I, not to be disrespectful to uh, to him by any means, obviously. But someone's gonna die again, and I'm I guess I'm just surprised it didn't happen there, and I'm scared of what that crash will look like. I mean, I'm seriously watching that race last week with my kids in the room, and I'm like, did I just show my kids a person die? Like, did I just <laughs> freely let my kids watch a person die right now? And um, yeah, I'm just I guess I'm just scared of the next time it happens if it's gonna look worse than that it's going to be terrible so yeah I, I don't know i mean i get what you're saying to a certain extent that like you're worried what happens when someone gets hit like that but i don't know what you want nascar to do um no i don't want yeah yeah i guess i just i guess it's so amazing and 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 thank goodness it's that way I think it's. I, a, I, I mean, I'm, while we're talking about it, it's a wonder that somebody hasn't died in football the way some of these hits happen. It's going to die on that football field. It's going to happen. Yeah, and so like I, we could we could do this with a lot of sports, but it's um, and we could we could do it about boxing. We saw a guy get <laughs> his ear ex- just ruptured completely this weekend. So, but let's. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap let's up the B block. Yeah, let's wrap up the B block on that happy note. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about what's dominating our lives and what we know that you need to know. All right, Leland, let's talk about the D block and uh, let's go to what is dominating. Talk about people are going to die in the sports watch. <laughs> well, we might. Let's talk about uh, what's dominating your life. All right. Uh, what's coming in my life is I love uh, this time of the year because all these high school teams are wrapping up and all around the country. You get these great stories where the, the, the team managers, the guys um, at the end of the bench. And a lot of times, especially when it's the team managers, it, it's it's kids that uh, have lived a harder life than a lot of the kids around them are in you and I. Um, they're dealing with, uh, you know, diseases or uh, hereditary problems. Uh, things that they're dealing with. They're just, they're dealing with, with some problems, mm-hmm. terrible way to phrase it. And, uh, they get their opportunity to get out on the court on senior night and then they're knocking down threes and all this. And, and you know, this, this probably happens more often than we see because maybe they don't always hit the threes, but it is always nice to see the joy in the, in the kids when they, when they knock down that shot and they get those points and, and then, the, and the kids around them that are so excited for them and the whole crowd reacting. I love those. I love those videos. I love them. I love the 30 second ones. And I love even when ESPN does a whole half hour story on them. I just, I like those stories where those kids get an opportunity that they've never gotten before an opportunity that they won't really have a similar opportunity even available for them in the future. And when they, they jump in there and really take advantage of it and really live up a big moment in front of the crowd. And I I love those stories. And even even the ones with the kids, even at the end of the bench when they get in there and knock down shots, I still like those as well. I, I think it means more a little bit for those those kids that have suffered bigger challenges. But I just do like when kids get a chance at the end of the season and those videos, I love each and every one of them I watch. I like those. I, I will say what I do like more is when the kids, when the deaf kids get uh, devices like the babies and they hear their mom's voice for the first time, those are the best. And uh, when the kids get the glasses and they can see for the, oh my goodness, all those videos are great. But right now I'm talking these ba- about these basketball ones and uh, I just check them all out because they're awesome. And there's a bunch of them out there right now. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. All over the place there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, what is dominating my life? Liver. I, 
almost came on here talking about just a dumpster fire of a week for Liverpool, but they managed to salvage today. Uh, oof. The first leg of the Champions League did not go well. They lost 1-0 at Atletico Madrid. I don't... I, you know, it's not over. We have a return leg at Anfield. I still think they're going to win and advance out of that tie. Uh, but I will say they didn't look great again today. They were down. Uh, they went up 1-0 early on West Ham. West Ham equalized pretty immediately. Then in the second half, Liverpool was behind for a large portion of that second half. They got an equalizer and then a late winner uh, to win 3-2 eventually but uh, and keep the perfect run going uh, in the Premier League where they haven't lost yet but and only one draw. But, yeah, the last two matches haven't looked great for Liverpool. Uh, we're still going to win the Premier League. Uh, that's just a question of when we lock it up, not if. And uh, the Champions League, I would love to you know repeat that. But that's a tough thing to do, and they've got their work cut out for them. Atletico Madrid's no slouch. They're going to definitely be trying to pack it in there defensively and try to hold on to a 1-0 lead in that tie. But we'll see what they can do. Uh, it's just not the best of weeks. Uh, hoping to see better better soccer out of Liverpool here in the, in the next few weeks. Uh, that second leg is played on March 18th. So got to play better there. All right. Well, what do you know that I need to know? Uh, well, the Caps have been uh, busy at the trade deadline. They brought in Dylan. Uh, they brought in Kovalchuk last night, and they brought in another player today. Uh, I want to get his name right here. Daniel Sprong uh, from the Ducks, who's a forward like Kovalchuk. Dylan was a defender. Uh, Dylan actually got in a fight against the Penguins, uh, so he is officially a Washington Capitol. Um, that fight happened against the Pens on Sunday. A big win for the Capitals to stay two points ahead of the Penguins in the division at the top. Uh, it's going to be important for the Caps to, I think, win that division and have that top seed going in so they play a wild card and not another team that right there in the division right away. Uh, but uh, the Caps have played okay. <sighs> we'll see. I don't know. I'm a little worried about their Stanley Cup chances, if I'm being honest. The defense hasn't looked great. But Kovalchuk, Ovechkin... Uh, you have Samsonov, who is, uh, he is a Russian. Uh, you have Orlov, who's Russian. Backstrom, uh, yeah, I was confused at one point because I'm pretty sure Backstrom is on the front line, and Backstrom is not. I guess Kuznetsov is a center, um, and he is a Russian. So, really, if the if the Caps could find another Russian here before the trade deadline expires, uh, they could have an all-Russian line there in DC. And that, that would be some Russian hockey. I could get behind uh, another Russian hockey performance. I can get behind was the miracle on ice, which of course had its anniversary this weekend with team USA uh, beating them in the Lake Placid Olympics in that semifinal, and then going on to win the gold medal that year. Uh, so that was kind of cool to re-see all those ESPN. I think we showed the game. They showed the game Monday night here. Uh, last night they showed the movie. I actually stayed on it for probably the back half of that movie. Yeah, the movie's good. Um, yeah, the solid. game's cool. Al Michaels was on the call during the game, so that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, everyone loves America. Obviously, TJ Oshie giving us the next the next miracle on ice with that shootout victory in Russia in Sochi back at that Winter Olympics. That was really cool. Uh, and now he's a Washington Capitol, so, and he had the game-winning goal against the Penguins, so got to love it. There you go. All right, what I know that you need to know uh, the strangest story I think I've heard in a while, and it's going to lead to a, an ultimate question for me to you, but okay. Madison Bumgarner is 
Moonlighting and Rodeo. Love it. He has a made-up name of Mason Saunders. Yes. Uh, Mason somehow has a connection to his name, I guess. And then Saunders is his wife's maiden name. Uh, recently, he signed a five-year, $85 million contract to play for the Arizona Dimebacks. And he's out there roping cattle for in competition, live competition. And, uh, you know, this is a guy that he's gotten hurt on dirt bikes in the past and this and that. But now he's now he's obviously risking a lot of money, risking eighty five million dollars and a contract just roping some cattle, which is something he can do after retirement. He can do that. He maybe not at the level he's doing it now, wherever he's doing it. I think the money is nowhere near what this money is, but it leads me to what activity would you not give up for $85 million? Is there something in your life that you do that you would not give up for 85 million? I'm not saying people or something like that. Like, I want to get to an activity right. or a pastime or something like that, uh, that you wouldn't give up for $85 million. Would you give up? Like what, what would it take? I don't know. Just like, what wouldn't you give up for 85 million? I would rearrange my life, my, my, um, sports watching, doing anything, a lot, so many things. I would $85 million a year. I will stop doing something. I would, well, it's not $85 million her, a year. It's 85 over the life of the contract. $85 million yeah. over five period. years. Yeah. Over sure. Give it to me a little bit of time. That's fine. I just, aside from people in my life and being around them, I'd give up any, I'd stop watching football. Hmm. Well, first, I want to say this is my favorite baseball offseason. We have the Astros cheating scandal. We <laughs> have Chris League Baseball is probably promoting this story nonstop right now. Yeah, we have Chris Davis, <laughs> who's not changing anything. He got one single uh, in a spring training game yesterday, so he's back. Um, but and then we still have the Red Sox scandal to look forward to, too. Uh, and now and now this uh, when I saw this, I, I honestly just laughed. I loved the story. Uh, I was going to put this as what I know that you need to know if you didn't. Uh, so it was funny to see you put that going back to your question. What activity would I stop doing for $85 million over? I guess five? I answered a different way. What, I mean, I'm guessing what would you not get? Like what is worth $85 million that you do to you? Like what? I don't know. Either way. Answer it either way. I just, I can't, I can't comprehend it. Yeah. You said you would stop watching football for $85 million. Yes. I could probably yep. do that. And football is my favorite sport to to watch. Yeah. See, I love baseball. You'd give up it for $85 million. You give it up if Chris Davis is playing a lot this season. You're going to not watch it. (laughs) I'm not going to watch a lot of Orioles baseball seasons because I don't have the ability to watch them this year. But, um, wow. I don't know. Uh, the list isn't long. What's your favorite thing to do? Like my one of my fa- so here's here's the thing that I'm on the fence about now, and you're gonna laugh, but I've gotten so used to watching The Office on a regular basis. Like the thought of just being like, oh, I really want to watch The Office. Oh wait, I can't. Eighty five million dollars. But I mean, are we talking about just five years? Because I could, I think I could go five years. But if we're talking about the rest of my life, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna avoid that contract at some point. I know I am. I'd give it up. I love the office. I don't, th- I don't think you love wow. the office more than me. I would give that up for $85 million. Apparently I do. Cause I don't think I could do it. 
some of us just say they love I, The Office, and some of us actually do I'm love so The Office. My goodness. But I mean, for eighty-five million dollars. I'm told every other TV show to watch. I'm told money can't buy happiness, Leon. I wouldn't know, but um, I'm, that's what I'm told. The Office makes me happy, makes me laugh. Um, other things can make you laugh. Not like Jim and Dwight. Okay. I don't know. If someone comes to you with this opportunity, make sure you send them my way. No, because I'll probably try, but <laughs> it's I'm telling you, you think this podcast is dark now. You wait. We get, we go uh just, we go two weeks without me watching the office. This is gonna be the darkest thing you've ever heard. Eighty five million dollars, I can get Rain Wilson and uh John Krasinski to come meet me at my house and and talk to them and speak to them and have a meeting in person. <sighs> Which would be awesome. No, I'd have them. You couldn't get that for eighty-five million dollars. Those people are—they're famous. They—they they got other stuff going on. There's no way. Yeah, you could get that for eighty-five. I mean, you could get that within eighty-five million dollars. You're gonna lose your easily. eighty-five million dollars so fast. It's not even worth having. Those those guys do appearances for like a million dollars. You're so. gonna lose your money so fast. It's not even I'm, worth having. I wouldn't do that. I would just not watch The Office and have my eighty-five million dollars. I—I mm. I mean, I absolutely love The Office, but nah, yeah, eighty-five million dollars. That's everybody. See, not watching baseball of. scares me because then I'm scared like the Orioles would win that World Series that I've always wanted to see. So you if if someone said, Man. here's eighty five million dollars or you can watch the Orioles win a World Series, you're going to take the Orioles win the World Series. Yeah. I'll take eighty five million dollars. But you don't love your team. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I, I love the Orioles. Yeah, I, I gave mean, up on my team when they had strippers in the outfield. So, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I love the Orioles and the thought of them winning a World Series. $85 million. Yeah, but I want to see it because they're only going to win one if they do in my lifetime. So I want to see it. $85 million. They're not going to do it. And you'll have given up $85 million. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if it was this year, if they said you can't watch the Orioles this year, here's $85 million, I would do it. But if it's like you can't watch the Orioles over the next five years, I don't know. I don't know because that the back half of that's going to be when we're. I think we're good. So I don't know. I got eighty five million dollars. Eighty five million dollars. Kids to college and their kids to college. And their I don't have kids to worry to about that yet. Yeah, I don't have that and to worry about. Everybody's just taken care of. I I easily take that money and make sure my family's taken care of and move on. Dollars. I mean, I definitely it's, stop watching football. I. I stopped watching basketball. I don't give up any watching any sport, any TV show, anything. For the rest of your life? Easily the five-year thing. The rest of my life, yeah, probably. Yes, yes, it's $85 million. It's $85 million. There'll be other TV shows that will make me laugh. Maybe not the same way that Jim and Dwight did, but I will laugh. There were shows before The Office that I laughed at. Uh, yeah, you like Friends, don't you? I like Friends. I yeah, let's see. Then no, easily. That's I, why I, probably, I like Office more. Um, so wonder we do this podcast. Um, I liked Chappelle Show before. Um, before yeah, but Office that's existed. not the same as the Office. Like it's different. I laugh at Chappelle Show. Don't get me wrong; it's enjoyable, it just, but it's not I mean, the I same. Like, kind I like of Lost. Comedy. I like. Oh my God, Lost isn't a comedy. It's just a train wreck after a <sighs> certain point. I just uh, we're just learning just no... a lot about Leland. Leland really loves the idea of eighty-five million dollars, and I get that. I get I like the appeal that of eighty-five million dollars. But <laughs> I love the appeal of eighty-five million dollars myself. But 
And, and like I said, the list isn't long, but there are a few things in this world that, yeah, I, I really want to see. So I really want to see know, the Wheels of World Series in my lifetime. Can, can buy me a lot of happiness that can make up. Yeah, it can buy a lot of happiness. But I mean, The Office is so funny. Um, my brother and I, you know, we joke about think, The Office all the time. I, I mean, Steve Carell left the show. Yeah. So he gave up The Office. Yeah. For probably some contract probably, in the range of eighty-five million dollars. His net worth, though, over the life of that, has probably been more than eighty-five million dollars. But okay. Um, I wonder who he makes off the office. I don't know. Like I wonder. All he's the still making money off of it. Yeah. Um, but he's made big movies and stuff, so I mean, it's probably far less. But but yeah, I mean, the thought of the Orioles winning a World Series in my lifetime really excites me, and I don't know, eighty-five million dollars. I don't know. I'll just play the I lottery just, and hope I win. I, I take out people. I'll I'll give up any material thing or any entertainment thing for eighty five million. Well, there you go. If you want the Yak Sports podcast to end, just offer Leland eighty five million dollars. Deuces. I'll be out. Yep. Then I'll have to bring in Rob or Jeff. Someone someone gives me eighty five million dollars. I will sign over the naming the the rights to the podcast, and I will no longer be a part of it. I'll have to bring in Rob or Jeff then. Be a different podcast. I think you need Jeff. I think Jeff would su- supply the arguments to you. Jeff would definitely Rob argue with me. doesn't argue with you. I don't get it. <laughs> he doesn't argue with you. You say crazy stuff, and he doesn't argue with you. You said Roy Williams will get fired, and that's his basketball team. And he really has never just come out and said, oh, no, they won't fire me. He doesn't argue with you for some reason. I don't understand. I love you it. You need Jeff. It's because if Rob I and I are on the same wavelength, man. Jeff would. Jeff would bring a different. It would be a different podcast with Jeff. Jeff, you talk about UVA more. We would. And, and he'd our like UVA you fans, on. our UVA fans would like the podcast a lot more if Jeff was on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I just can't believe that uh, you would you wouldn't give up the watching the Office for eighty five million dollars. That that kind of blows my mind. But for those of you that agree with me or agree with Joe, interact with us on Twitter at Yak Sports Pod. Uh, on Facebook, you can interact with us at Yak Sports Pod or email us and we'll talk about it next week at Yak at the Yak Sports Pod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Podbean, Apple, Google, or Spotify. We're always available from all those different ways. And tell your friends if you guys are listening now to me say this, obviously you found us on one of those uh, services. So make sure you tell your friends that's how you find us. Tell them we just spent 40 minutes or whatever we did tonight talking local sports with. The Daily News leaders, Patrick Height, and that's what we do every week. We talk local sports, and and we have our opinions, and we talk about uh, who's doing great, and uh, we are always looking forward to the next season. So make sure you guys are listening in because we love talking local sports, and we'll come back next week and do more of just that here on the Yak Sports Podcast. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast. 